0: Welcome to Heard at Sports Radio. This signing class for us, it probably means more than ever has. And so, we understand that when you're going through this process, um, knowing that they're in a safe place with good people, um, it just matters so much. And so, very grateful to the parents, uh, the guardians, the high school coaches, the mentors. Everyone who's led these young men to these decisions, that I'm grateful for all the players, that they've entrusted their future to us. I believe that they've all come here for the right reasons, and I'm excited to kind of be a part of their future.
1: Kicking off hour number two here on Herdath Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. We are joined now on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline by our guy ODB, Damon Benning. What's going on, buddy?
0: Hi, buddy. How are you? He I'm said O L E, not O L D, D B. Just so you know. <laughs> like it was O so L apostrophe. So, Drew, Drew Don, you know, like you got you got to get that got to get that corrected. It's it's it's, it's O L apostrophe. Oh, my
2: my my apologies. <laughs> I'm in the Christmas spirit
0: where everything not, has an E at the not end. Not like Ole Miss. Hey, hey, so it's funny, Andrew. Do you like kind of um, do you mess with him sometimes about like his his old isms in his particulars because he's got a few of those he's he's robbie should have probably been born in the 60s
2: <laughs> i gotta tell you we went through the gen z words on wednesday and robbie hit every I single one on the nose it. so i don't know if oh, i know can... he oh dang, that's not fair he's like he's i mean <laughs> he's around kids but he doesn't like them <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know that's true. That, that's because they're, they're the younger they are, the worse Ravi is. If they're if they're older, if they're a little older, Drew Don, he can he can handle it.
1: Yeah, I like DB's kids. Um... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't even like my own kids. Like...
0: <laughs> well, listen, they like me, I like them. It's all good. Yeah, that, I, it's kind of weird how you kind of weasled your way in there, but all all the power <laughs> to you, man. When they, when they drive me crazy, you take responsibility, especially Micah. Well,
1: listen. I'll just tell. Him, I'll make sure I set him straight. And, you know, have a little Larry Bird conversation with Mike. It would be all good.
0: Yeah, uh, he's ready to revisit the 2022 NBA draft with you too at the <laughs> end of the season. So let's do it. Be, be prepared. I'm
1: just going to have him on the show. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> I got to ask DB because I know you're you're real particular about the first name last name thing. How uncomfortable did Coach Rule make you name dropping you like seven times <laughs> in that presser?
0: Yeah, I couldn't believe that. So I'm, I'm on, and you, you guys know I'm like super cringe. I, so I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the car, and and my buddy Kevin, he he texts and he's like, um, hey, you got a shout out. So I didn't, I didn't pay it any mind because, I, you know, I'm, I'm, my hands are full, and I'm like, what is going on? And so then he texts me back. He's like, where are you? I can't even remember what I said. I think I said in the car or something like that. But I, I stood and He said, "Coach." He said, "The presser," and I go, "Oh boy." <laughs> um, so, so I didn't, I didn't hear it until about two because Jessica Cootie sent me uh, Caleb's deal from this morning because I was up at the school, so I didn't hear anything. So then my whole fan, my like my sister and. She's like, hey, you just got a, a – re- sh- and she wasn't even talking about the press, she- press conference. She was talking about on Big Ten Network, and they were talking about – they highlighted Caleb. And I'm like, I got to get home. I didn't see anything. I probably was <laughs> like – no, I'm, I'm dead serious. I didn't, like, lock in to anything that was going on media-wise until, like, 3 that day. Wow. It's, it's, it was You're always running around, though. I was gonna say,
1: yeah. So I, I just, I'm watching that press conference, and I just sit there, and I go, "Oh man, he's gonna hate this."
0: Um, but yeah. <laughs> I, so, so he, so coach, he, so coach rule, he did call about one thirty. Did he? And uh, and I remember, I because of course Caleb didn't want to drive to school uh, on signing day. Like he's like he wanted to leave his car here um he's like hey can you drop me off I'm done with my finals at one so um I remember when coach rule called I drove around the parking lot and I texted him and told him I would be in the school in a little bit because I didn't want him to hear anything he said on the phone so that part I do remember vividly mm-hmm. uh do he we're talking with Damon
1: Benning uh the the uh, color analyst for Nebraska football. Uh, DB, we talked to Caleb earlier this week, obviously, on signing day, uh, and he talked a lot about the trust that is built between Coach Rule and the recruits and the players. You, I know you've experienced this a lot, not just with Caleb and other coaches that came calling either early or late on Caleb, but with a bunch of other guys that you've had recruited over the years and then obviously with yourself as well in your recruiting process how different is it the experience with coach rule versus other guys because it seems like the way guys talk about him it seems like there's legitimately a difference in the way that guy operates and i'm, I'm curious because you have such a wide range of experiences with other coaches like what have you seen
0: uh, he's, a, he's just a natural so you know like it's kind of hard to to fake or or pretend to not be other centered, right? So if you don't really care about other people more than yourself, or if you don't really want to invest in young people, like over time, it it reveals itself because situations happen and you get squeezed, and you, you kind of have to, you know, it, it'll whatever's in you. I always I always say this, right? Whatever's mm-hmm. in you is going to come out. So. When he has to function and there's, uh, it's not going real smooth and there's a little duress, like he always hunkers down around the young people. You know, I sat with with Tristan Alvano last night. You know, he texted like 10 a.m. yesterday. He's like, hey, he knows, you guys both know. I, Very particular. I kind of sit, mind my own business in the game. He's like, hey, can I sit with you? And I felt bad. I was like, am I that big of a jerk where somebody has to call like eight hours ahead of time? <laughs> Get approval. So, yeah, man, I did. I felt bad. I, 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 I sat in a parking lot. And then you lot. told him no, right? I, I, sat in no <laughs> AR. Like I, I sat in the parking lot. I'm like, this, "Am I? is it me or does he... Have something serious he wants to talk about, like I, It kind of, yeah, it was like tugging at me a little. But anyway, <laughs> so I'm talking to him last night about, you know, he he goes, "Oh my gosh, I I can't believe this. Like, you know, our guys are going to be so lucky because you guys sound just like Coach Rule at practice." I go, "Is that a good or a bad thing?" <laughs> and and he goes, "Well, you're you're going to be prepared, you know." And he starts talking about like some of the highs and lows and and getting off social media and he said you know it's like through it all just him kind of talking with coach rule and spending time on what's important and kind of staying in the moment he's like he he goes he's awesome he said he's unbelievable and i just think it's in those times when he does his best work coach rule like when it's it's easy to be good and 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 high functioning when everything's going well. But and, and trust me, I, no one knows this better than me. But it, it, sometimes it's hard to function at a, at a at a high level when everything around you is you know when you're when you're kind of um, when you're in a bind. And so what what he's able to do, even with recruiting, with Dylan, right? Like. He, he was savvy enough to kind of let it go um, and then come back to it when he needed to and step on the gas because he didn't have to change who he was. You know, when he said, uh, when he told me in February, like, hey, fine, you know, you, you guys take your time. I understand. Uh, I trust the I trust the, the decision. I, I, I know kind of how the family operates. Like, so I knew that he was going to allow that recruiting process to be a little bit different. So um, just having a feel situationally for how to deal with with people, I, it's kind of uncanny. Remember, A.R. probably knows this better than anybody, but remember how I always used to say, like, he's such a quick blinker mm-hmm. where, where we have these conversations, and sometimes I would I would be done talking, and I was like, did he just? get one over on me like, <laughs> I, 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 I feel like he just totally sized me up you know what I mean yeah and so he, he's he's just he's just really he, he under I I said this before his greatest gift is discernment like he can recognize what's going on with people and he can do it in a hurry
2: uh, well, so DB, speaking of that, because you had mentioned like you know you can't be you know overly effective when you feel like you're in a bind, and, and you know coach yep. rule knows his players, and you know I, I, I sat back yesterday and, and thought about the Eric Field situation, and knowing that I got yeah, to, that I, was, tough. I was I know I was going to say knowing that I was going to get to talk to you today, I wanted to ask you um, because he was somebody in your Super Six, um, okay. is somebody is super intriguing in that 2023 class. What do you think happened sure. there?
0: everybody on that campus knows that was around Eric Fields that watched him play, that watched him practice, this is 100% not a talent issue. Mm. He, he, he was incredible. Like just talking to some of the guys, um, you know, Tristan last night, he just was like, wow. Like it, it, it caught, it caught just about everybody off guard. And, and I'll respect kind of, um, what I know about that situation and and wait for that to kind of play out. But I think here's what I'll tell you. And I, and I say this all the time. I tell it to to our guys. I'll tell it to, you know, I'd say it to Laquana. I'd say it to Michael Bird. I'd say it to whomever, right? When, when you go to school, when, when you play at a high level, and I don't care if it's power five um, you know, uh, FCS, FBF. When you're asked to do something every day and do it at a at, and do it at a high level, you have to have this this, this thing in you that allows you to, to to deal with life at the same time. Otherwise, it can ha- it has it's hard because it's not just about playing sports. It's about managing yourself when you're away from home having a good handle on your emotions, having a good handle on the day-to-day. Like, it's it's hard to have somebody demand something of you all the time. It's my number one quality in looking for success for people in college is what I always say, they don't need a babysitter. And it sounds a little harsh, like they're young and they always need somebody to watch them. But what I'm really saying is, 80% of succeeding at that level is the ability to repeat something at a at a at a at a benchmark level every day. The less deviation you have, the more success you're going to have. And ultimately in this in this game, the best of the best ability is going to be availability cuz you just have to keep showing up every single day. And I think it's not for everybody and and a lot of times it's it's not about there's lots and lots and lots and lots of talented players some guys and gals just they just don't they just don't want to be that repetitive every day and 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 i think we we place all these expectations on on high school players coming out and we look at recruiting rankings and and people stargaze and they're like oh well, he was this so he should be this and it's the same thing that i even said about a guy like Dylan Rayola. I'll tell you how good Dylan is when I see how he operates every day. Like mm-hmm. I, I've seen lots of talented people, but I want to see how he operates every day with being told what to do. So, some some guys just it, 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 they're just not built for it, and so I I'm always leery to just look at talent alone. And I'm already seeing it with this recruiting class and you know, all these expectation levels, and I'm like. Oh Fudge! I kind of know this guy. I, I, I I've, I've coached against him. I went out to go watch him play, or I've watched him, and or I've talked to his coach out in such and such a state. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. You know, I, I'm not saying it gives me a, a a leg up in terms of eval, but what I will say is, excelling at a high level, um, and it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's sports or, you know, I'm sure Bill and. Chris can speak to it, too. Sometimes it's about when, when you're successful doing something, sometimes it's just about the ability to hang in there, and, and, and that's a lot of it. So, um, you know, Eric is a, is a super kid, and, and uh, I, I just, you know, college is, co- college, college, takes, take, college takes a little bit of an adjustment period.
1: We're talking with Damon Benning, the uh, analyst for Husker football on the Husker Radio Network. Uh, DB, out of this class, I know you said you've watched a lot of these guys, you've talked to a lot of their coaches, you've coached against a lot of these guys. Is there a guy in this class, and we'll we'll take Caleb out of the equation because, you know, it would be a little biased there, but... um,
2: I tell you the truth. (laughs) I know all the time. I know all the time. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, he'll be honest.
1: Who? Who in this class do you think is not getting enough attention that you think has the potential to be a really, really good player?
0: Oh shoot! I would definitely use Caleb, Um, but I won't for the sake of the exercise. Um, There's probably a couple.
1: Hold on, real quick, before you answer for me, uh, I want to touch on Caleb for a second. Is he big enough to play that Isaac Gifford spot? Because I think he would love that spot. He will be okay. Because he likes he hitting people and like a lot.
0: Yeah, and he's and he's <laughs> um, so you know we talked like on film a ton. Mm-hmm. So he can play either or. I think he can he can play the field safety, um, where I think ideally they want to put a guy like Hartzog. Mm-hmm. And I always say that right and I. am Maybe i just trying to speak that into it. <laughs> um, but really, it's like Omar, where you sometimes you'll see him down in the box. He can play on the second level. Or he can play on the opposite side, with, with like gifts. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of where I see it. But now, like, I keep talking to him about offense, too. And I'm like, eh, ah, like, it's, everybody <laughs> wants to play.
1: <laughs> hey, they need receivers, <laughs> man. Get them out there.
0: <laughs> nah, he's.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I hope they're joking, but
2: um, <laughs> not about not about returning punts. Though, I was right?
1: like, I told him no. he has to return punts. So, so I'll give you one guy local,
0: okay. and I'll give you one guy kind of local. I really like, I really like Keelan Smith, um, as kind of a hybrid guy. Okay. Uh, um, I think he's still growing. Um, he's got a weird body type. So he's not really a wide out, he's not really a tight end yet, but he's a tough guy. Like I watch it, it it's weird. I, I try to watch whole games too and not mm-hmm. just highlights. He doesn't mind when, when guys bang on him. Um he hangs in there. So I, I, I like his upside. And he played in the played in the tough class uh in Missouri. So I, I he he has my attention. And then the other guy that I took, do you, do you remember when I took? We had, I it was a, it was a kind of a mini meltdown when Nebraska went on the run of those DBs, and everybody was like, "Well, they don't have offers, and they're taking reaches and this, that, and the other." And I'm like, "Uh, Donovan Jones is I like, okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, yeah, like, like I I like Donovan Jones. I like." And here's the weird thing. The first thing that I like about Donovan is, like, how he was raised. Like, his family structure. Mm. Because Donovan's a guy that that always goes to work. He's very dependable. And he wasn't always the biggest. He wasn't always the fastest. He wasn't always the quickest. But it's almost like in his middle school years, he kind of just went and disappeared. He just kind of got in the lab. You know, he would go work out. Um, he would train, and he just, and then he would he grow the next year, and then as a sophomore he would grow again. I'm like, oh god, like, and he, and he's a really, really good kid. So and 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 so I think he wants to do well. Like we we undersell that. Mm-hmm. Like, how much do you actually want to be good at what you're doing? It's a very, very underappreciated skill. How great do you want to be? <laughs> D- DJ wants to be great. Um, he, I, I think he, he he played in a defense in which a lot he had to do a lot of things, and sometimes it wasn't always asked of him. Sometimes it was just his instincts, and so I I really like I, I, I like I like Donovan Jones. Um, I kind of like Donovan because it's it's Micah's favorite non-Benning in the class. Um, <laughs> no, it real it really is like. Mike has been talking about Donovan for like two years, hmm. and and so um,
1: and he, and like he came dad. onto
0: the he, he came onto the scene late. Yeah, so so he's he's a guy that I he's a guy that I like that I like locally.
2: Now, okay, so Ravi brought up um, the wide receiving room there briefly, um, just kind yeah. of a quick point, point. and you know now that. Nebraska has their quarterback of the future, DB, or at least it seems to be that way. It's time to start filling holes around that position. But I'm not sure the wide receiver position is is actually as pressing as people may think it is. You know, when Julian Fleming was available and he was like an instant yes to the room, but that, of course, was contingent with McCord. But before, uh, before that, before, I guess, Dylan Rayola was the guy, maybe that was the thought process. But now that he is the guy... Is it necessary to grab veteran help or, or somebody big in the portal at I mean, that skill I mean, position to elevate the game? Because Dr. is that guy that elevates the games around him. I, I I
0: hope so. I hope you're right. Like I think so, but I'm always I'm always a little gun shy. Um, can I say that in 2023? Well, it's almost 2024, so I can play. yeah, you're good. <laughs> you get away with a, it. I'm a li- <laughs> I, I'm always a little gun shy about like saying whether somebody just coming out of high school can elevate the collegiate guys. Mm. So I'll put that to the side just for a second. And I'll say it like this. I think Rayola is talented enough where if all the other intangibles come with it, he, he, he definitely raises the, he, the floor and the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I, I think I could say that and be safe, but I'm totally with you on the wide receiver room. Um, the young guys will continue to get better. Um, the, the tight end room uh, should be better than it was a year ago. You've got some good additions, and I'm and I said this for three months. The guy that we're forgetting about it, the way, just Bell can be a good player. Mm. He is. You ex- say
1: Demetrius Bell there?
0: Yes. Okay. Sorry, you cut ex- out for a second. Go ahead. Ex- ex- extremely talented. And I know he's young, and you don't want to make a living with the young guys running routes. But maybe one more veteran wide receiver to kind of steady the ship. But the room mm-hmm. will be significantly better than a year ago. I wouldn't mind. I, w- I wouldn't mind another um, a veteran wide receiver. Um, but just like I wouldn't mind a veteran running back. So. Um, but the key to the running back spot is, I mean, you know, maybe Nebraska thinks that they're going to get uh, Ramirez Johnson back and <clears throat> he can plug one of the holes and then you, you get another young guy to um, to kind of step up. So, uh, yeah, its I think it's secondary, not necessary at the wide receiver spot.
1: DB, I, we've got about a minute and a half here with you. Uh, I will it goes give fast, you, doesn't it? It sure does. Um, I will give you either a running back, a wide receiver, or any other position group on the field. You get one veteran guy. I wouldn't call him an impact transfer, but a guy that helps the room and is, is a good player. Which position are you taking? Quarterback. Mm, okay, you want somebody that, that kind of let the – Talking about steadying a ship.
0: Yeah, steady the ship before I – I want to bridge I want to bridge the gap and I want to calm the room. Okay. Be, be, because and I say this the other way. I've I said for since I've been doing radio, I said good athletic, you know, quarterbacks that can make a play, can make OC's lazy. They're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I've been saying, hey, make a play, He'll and make a play." So, it's not it's not intentional. It's just oh, he'll get us out of it. So, it just the opposite happens with young QBs. They take an extra amount of time. They take an extra amount of attention and so all the extras that that room gets its that attention isn't going somewhere else so i would take a, i would take a, a player coach in that room to to model how to be a college quarterback at this level cuz right now that guy really isn't in the room Harburg has the advantage because he knows what it takes, but he just hasn't done it long enough to model. So I would take a veteran QB. There you go. That is our guy, old
1: DB, Damon Benning. Hey, but O-L-apostrophe, as yeah, I am. Yeah. And I'm, a, o- I'm a lifelong learner like Coach Rule. O-L-apostrophe, not Olay like Potato it's- Olays or Ole Miss. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, although, although, one, that's the one thing you can't just eat one of. That's why I don't go oof. near those things. Uh, <laughs> DB, it's great to talk to you as always.
1: Happy holidays. Nothing but the best to you and your
0: family. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Safe Christmas to you, too. Going Thank home. you.
1: Thank
2: you.
0: Going home today. Okay, buddy. All right, buddy.